Hey, um, it's been a minute, but I want to go ahead and uh, do one. And the main main thing I want to talk about in this one is, is just uh, secrets to success in leadership. Um, now, obviously, I'm not in leadership, and this is before, and that's what's different about what I want to do with most of these recordings. But in leadership, uh, one of my... One of my bosses keeps using Nick Saban uh, in his in most of his analogies with me to motivate me and push forward, but I think he's missing a very key point of Nick Saban. With Nick Saban, he is harping, you know, uh, you basically just like Bill Belichick, you need to be prepared for everything, um, and when you need to prepare for everything, you need to have a goal prepare for every contingency around said goal and then adapt where you need to adapt to get to your end goal. Um, in marketing sales, though, it's very interesting. And the difference between a sales rep versus a marketing consultant is very simple. When you're a salesperson, you are going in to sell a product or a few products, right? You're, you're, you're going into with a very pretty specific um, agenda. Marketing consultants, in my mind, and, and yes, I mean, sales, whatever, but if you're actually selling marketing or you're, you're supposed to be basically a marketing consultant for your client, so you're doing a, needs, a proper needs analysis, and then whatever you believe, whatever you, know, you think and you can communicate to your customer that works or may work or whatever with proper reporting, um, those people can understand very quickly the value in how you're going to affect that need, right? And with regular sales, you're just kind of, you know, the thought process is you're just going, going in with that one, one agenda and one perspective. Now, with Nick Saban's, with his thought of where Nick Saban is, it's basically, hey, you just need to be prepared for everything and get to that one goal. Where my brain continues to fight it, and, and I'm a I'm a challenger mentality. That's I'm in marketing. That's what I that's what I do. I try to find every solution so that I know what every solution can be. You know, I I want to first diagnose a problem, and then I want to help to solve it and hopefully be extremely successful for a client and successful for myself and you know, and continue to move forward in a successful way, obviously. But when I think he's missing the biggest key with Nick Saban, um, and he's a new, newer manager, but, but in a good way, and he, he's extremely good at what he does, but Nick Saban's successful because he's able to recruit the best and they will come. He's a, and, and we're not just talking about players. We're talking about coaches. We're talking about executives inside the organization. The difference between a corporation and the way Nick Saban runs his you know, business as an Alabama football, but it's very simple. He doesn't necessarily just push someone to where their strengths are going to be. He doesn't necessarily push someone to where he needs them to be. He puts them into where their strengths are, helps them with their weaknesses, and cultivates that talent and and the end result his goal is very simple he wants everyone he touches 
to go to the next level and whatever their next level needs to be. So I'm not just talking about players. I'm talking about uh, the Tennessee coach that was offensive coordinator last year and, you know, and came from FAU or whatever it was. And, and he had a kind of a marred head coaching position, but he was extremely good offensive coordinator. Right. And he put him into that offensive coordinator position. Then he was successful. And then he got another head coaching position. And that in essence was Nick Saban's really and truly Nick Saban's goal. And he's okay with people moving from his regime because that continues to help him and for players, he know players know that if I play for Alabama, yes, I may only play for one season unless I'm really good. But I mean, you got to be basically an NFL All Pro to play more than one season in Alabama. But I know that if I play for one year at Alabama, I've got a fighting chance to go to the NFL. That's why people go to him. But that's also why he's successful. His main goal isn't just winning, and it isn't an agenda of winning and being prepared to win it's an it's it is a adaptable approach in finding needs recruiting talent that fit those specific needs cultivating that talent making it better and then continuing to move it along and when you're constantly moving something along that creates challenges right you always have open positions but you continue to have people at different levels that you can call on to give you advice, um, give you insight. How can I do my job better? Where can things go from here? Where are the plans happening? It's not a mole. It's a, it's a, you know, you're trying to help people move so that they can help you in the long run and, or they become better people. And you continue to have a track record of moving folks into successful positions where they are going to be extremely successful. Um, and in corporate culture, sometimes, and not in mine or not in anybody's, but the biggest fear about corporate culture and the biggest reason why people like even in marketing try to do their own thing is that you can be pushed into a position that not even necessarily not in your best interest. I don't want to say that, but You can be pushed into a position where you don't necessarily want to be, or you can be cultivated to be to the next step. Um, And that's why a lot of times, you know, most of the research would show that, you know, all these reviews that are happening, what's your goal, goals in your career, uh, you know, a leader cultivating you for those goals, not just for your specific goal at hand is very important. Um, and in sales, it's extremely interesting to see when you're, when you're being managed, whether it's, whether you're being managed by somebody that's been a manager for 30 years, or you're being managed by somebody that's um, new to it and trying to, you know, trying to cultivate you, or you're being managed by someone that, uh, you know, knows where you want to be and is getting you there every day and every meeting is so important. And those meetings are there to get you into a place where tomorrow you're a better person in your career. You're a better person for yourself and you're a better person, um, you know, to your clients. And I think with sales lately and with Mark and trust me, I'm saying this from a marketing perspective, from a marketing consultant perspective, um, 
it's very hard when you, especially when you have new products coming out and, and marketing is constantly adapting, right? There's constantly new things going on and constantly new challenges. You know, Facebook, for example, with everything moving with Facebook, you know, all this third party data and everything moving on. Facebook's not going anywhere, guys. Sorry, it's just a fire sale on the stocks. Buy now. Um, it's very interesting. There's a fine line between going in with a specific agenda with one or two products versus going in doing a proper needs analysis and then understanding how you can help and sometimes understanding that you necessarily can help or being able to say, hey, this may actually be better for you and it doesn't matter if it's with me or not. That's what I want to be if I'm doing sales at all. No, I'm not. Lately, it's been very interesting for me to understand where my key core competencies are. I've, I've had a lot of experience in traditional marketing uh, at a wonderful agency, as we talked about before. I've had you and and with uh, with a major national TV company, um, and then also with my local marketing experience, which is mostly digital. It makes me kind of an interesting double-edged sword from a traditional and a, and a digital perspective, right? I've got experience with all of it and how to blend it, how to complement. Um, you know, if you have a branding question, you should be doing this. If you have a, a traffic and you need to see, tra- you need to have transparency and you need to know where it's coming from and you want to do true reporting and analysis on this and you want to take the time to actually know everything that's going on, hey, you need digital. But traditional, hey, if you want to reach a mass audience, um, at a time, not necessarily have full transparency, but understand a decent amount of ROI based on Nielsen or Scarborough data and do what you, or heck, RemTrack with, I guess, Comscore, but, um, you as a, as a business or as a, as a vendor need to understand that the best approach is always a needs analysis approach without agenda at first. The agenda should only be and always be one thing in my mind to evaluate a need see or, or needs in general. See where you can truly help and then see what you can do. And if you can't help, consult. It's that simple. Um, It's very interesting based on where we go and and how things move uh, in any company. It's just very hard when new products are coming out, right? You you get a focus on the new product. You think it's the newest, best thing. But I had, you know, another manager that's extremely successful and and a better manager. but, But all she harps on is product knowledge understand everything you have at your disposal that way when you do a proper needs analysis you are the best you can be and i'm beginning to see i i I saw it before but the true value in those in that set in that quick sentence of tutelage and mentoring based on what it needs to be is probably going to be the most important thing in my career what at my disposal can help 
what at someone else's disposal can help and how can I properly advise? And continuing to improve on everything else. You know, in marketing, it, you know, you can put a product or a solution in front of a client and you know it works, but it can still fall to the way, it can still not work based on exactly what, what the other part is saying from a, from a Nick Saban perspective, if you didn't prepare properly, or if you think you can just turn and burn one product that needs constant refreshing, right? Um, And that's where the other cultivations come. Understanding how to do a proper media plan. Understanding, and that includes creative timelining, creative schedules, promotional schedules. um, Understanding that things can come out of nowhere, like a recall or, um, you know, big OEM pushes. And this is with any any industry. I understand I'm, you know, I'm mostly automotive right now. But you're always going to have a goal, whether it's if it's digital. I was thinking about restaurants yesterday um, just because I was uh, I was uh, around a very successful, uh, a few very successful people in the restaurant business. And and I heard some stuff and it was at the gym and I heard some cool, cool things just going on. And 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 the neat thing, I live in a small town and the neat thing was uh, one of the one of the main guys that. he was just like, yeah, man, I was going to go eat there the other day and just check it out. And, and and he didn't say it from a competition perspective. He said it from a, yeah, I definitely wanted to support it and, you know, hope it goes well. He understand, you know, as a restaurateur, he understood directly that, um, you know, whether it's competition in the industry, it, it, you know, it doesn't matter. It's that um, people looking for good cuisine can look for different types of cuisine and that's okay. Um and that was extremely interesting to hear. Um, and I love that. And that's that's why. I, and, and the funny part is, he's probably got the best restaurant in the area, in my opinion. And, and you know, that's purely, uh, purely my opinion, but it's true. And this is before I knew even who the guy was. Um, but, uh, you know, just when you hear nice things and, and cool things like that, you, you want to support a business even more. Um but uh, it's interesting from like with restaurants, I would think I was trying to think of uh, from a digital perspective, what their goals should be, not just people coming into the restaurant, but um, instead of like a vehicle description page on a, on a uh, website uh, for cars, I think, you know, from a digital goal, their, their, you know, goal should be getting people to the menu, right? If, if more, the more people that see the menu and are checking it out, especially in a, in a town of tourists, you know, the more successful they're going to be. So, right. So if I want to set up a social media, full social media campaign with backing from the website or backing from, um, you know, uh, Google and all these other different approaches. Uh, it's very interesting, by the way, I, I want to do a, a, I'm going to do a podcast on the things that any business needs to do on Google. And I'm not talking about SEM. It's not search engine marketing. It's, it's hilarious that uh, so many people underestimate what they can, and, and don't know what they can actually do on their Google page, uh, you know, and, and on their 
on their Google identity, um, you know, setting up pictures, relevance, street, you know, Google street views, um, constantly showing the interior, exterior, constantly updating said pictures, um, making sure that your listings are accurate, uh, hours, everything. Um, those things are extremely important as you, be, and this is, this is, this should be a part of any social media campaign, not just SEO, but from a, if you are pushing anything, your, your goal is to have comp, constantly complementing media mix. Everything should complement everything. And every, then each specific line item should be organic to that line item, but it should complement. That's not actually as hard as you think it is. Um, but I'll, I'll get that off my chest uh, when I have more time. But this one was very interesting. As as um, things move and as, as things continue to grow at, at a major corporation, um, you get a sense of a lot of cool things coming down the pipeline. But sometimes as we're busy, as we're, we're um, you know, doing new things and continue to move forward we forget about the small things and what makes us truly successful and then what makes a leader truly successful in a corporation it's not just success by their uh, subordinates it really and this is the, this is what the theme should be of this of this podcast but it's not success by your sub- subordinates in their current position it's where are they going tomorrow and how does that, why does that help you? Well, it helps you because it, it helps in every aspect of recruiting. It helps in every aspect of, of your roots in your specific job. It helps your roots in your specific goals. It's not about selfish thoughts, but it's, it helps with your track record continuing to move people forward. Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to ramble and I want to stay on focus, but uh, it's extremely interesting. And with, with Nick Saban's style of coaching, it is the idea that everybody's, no matter how high a, or how good a player is or how good a coach is, how high, you know, highly esteemed they are coming out or, or going in or coming back or trying to, you know, help someone like Sarkeesian and help someone like, uh, the, the gentleman from Tennessee and, and you, he was USC too, but um, what's the goal of that person? How can they help me now? And then how can I get them to that goal? And then constant tutelage to get them there. Um, you know, when you're in a company and hey, I just need you to be successful in where you are now is the only thing you hear. How does that make you successful tomorrow besides just in your current role? Where can we improve in, you know, we dress just like in in professional, we dress for the job that we want, not the job that we have. Well, I think a leader should lead for the subordinates job that they want, not the job that they have. And they're going to be more successful for it that person is going to be more motivated than ever to continue to push for that leader because they understand that if that leader and that that leader understands that if I get them to this certain point, it only helps me too. 
that's extremely key. And I think for some some new managers or, or and even veterans, they, they lose sight of that sometimes because they're so focused on, especially in sales, because they're so focused on these these goals that we've got, you know, on a regular basis, right? Whether they're good, bad, or indifferent, you know, whether they're high or low or indifferent, goals. Um, we all have goals. It's not just a sales realm. And we all need to meet and exceed those goals. That's There's nothing wrong with that. But it has everything to do with understanding outlook. And I think for our generation, my generation in general, and that's generation, um, I'm not going to go into that, but my generation in general, we're looking, we're unfortunately, we're not very patient. As Gary Vee would say, we're, we're, we need to exercise patience in all aspects. Um, and not look where we are now, but wait another five years and, and then look and see where we've got. Um, but still those little stepping stones that we make today shape the person that we're going to be. And the person that I want to be is unfortunately at odds with the person that I feel that I'm being cultivated to be good, bad, or indifferent. I'm still dealing with that on a daily basis. Um, and I'll keep you guys updated. I think it's interesting. It's not a bad thing. It's not a good, you know, I still haven't figured it out yet. But as we move forward in our careers, as we move forward in our people, in our, in our, our lives, uh, I want to be the person that my wife is proud of, that my family is proud of, not for any other reason besides that I care about the people that I'm around. Um, even in business, uh, I, I want my clients to be extremely successful. And I want my motives to be the best that they can be. And sometimes that does mean that sometimes I may not be the best solution, but that's okay. You'll know next time uh, when I do, you know, lay my emotions on my sleeve or something and tell you that this is going to work. You're going to, you know, you're going to damn well know that I'm going to do my best to make it work. Um, And if it doesn't, that's okay. And I'm going to tell you why. That's with transparency and understanding who people want to be in their careers. That's extremely important. Signing off today. Thanks, guys.